Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Here we go. Indiana loses. Purdue wins at Mackey Arena. Likely means that the road to the postseason goes through the NIT for the Hoosiers. This is an instant postgame for Indiana basketball. I'm Ken Sterling. This, of course, Ryan Sterling. And Ryan, not really too mad about this game because the Hoosiers losing likely keeps loyal of Chicago, Ryan's alma mater, in the NCAA tournament. But we're not here to talk about the Ramblers. We're here to talk about the Hoosiers. Ryan, they really fought. They played about as well as you could hope at Mackey Arena. Your thoughts on the loss? I, 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 I think you hit the nail on the head. I think they played, they played very hard. Uh, it's uh, to be honest, one of the first times in a few months you've actually seen them play really hard. I think the second half was a, an excellent twenty minutes of basketball, yeah. just fun to watch, you know, fun to be a part of. Unfortunately, a couple shots for Indiana don't fall. A couple rebounds slip out of guys' hands. You know, you, you can't really get mad about it. Race Thompson lost a rebound out of bounds. I think Trace lost a couple of boards, but or, or Race did, but. It, you know, it is what it is. You played, they played well. They got the shots they wanted. They just didn't fall. You know, this version of that team wins games in the Big Ten, wins that game against Rutgers earlier this week, mm-hmm. beats Penn State. Uh, I don't think they'd have beaten Illinois, but there were games this season that they would have won had they played with this level of tenacity throughout the season. And that's kind of what you learn as a college student, I guess. You learn how to deal with adversity. Indiana dealing with that adversity today. Saw some different actions, right? Some down screens that were nice and opened some things up for Finnessy and Johnson to finish at the rim. Yeah, and I think you saw what Indiana's offense looks like when Trace Jackson Davis isn't option 1A and 1B. And I think as good as he is, I think when you run offense kind of with him as kind of a beneficiary of good movement, which you saw with Mm -hmm. a lot of Xavier Johnson lobs up to him. One of them not great towards the end of the game, but I mean, it it worked a lot and you get him people running off down screens like, you know, Stewart, you get copper off down screens. It really opens up some stuff for, for Jackson Davis where he's not just posting. Let's talk about Xavier Johnson a little bit because he was much maligned. I maligned him as much as anybody. And then suddenly, like, he became a guy you could count on, not just to kind of run the show offensively, but make shots and, and play really good defense. Uh, Xavier Johnson is a, is a pest. Indiana hasn't had a lot of pests. You need a pest to win games, don't you? You, you really do. You have to have someone who's just no fun to play against. And the person who's the best, the best person to have that is your point guard guy with the ball, the guy who's guarding the ball most often because he has the most opportunities to be that pest. And he's really kind of embraced that. And I don't know if that's something they've kind of been preaching to him, you know, not to be a pest, but Hey, get in people's grills, make it tough for him, make it hard to play against you. And I think it looks like he's finally embraced that a little bit. And his play has really shown it over the last probably month and a half. Xavier Johnson tonight, 18 points, 12 assists, three steals, two turnovers. That's no big deal. 
over oh, 4 from 3s. That's no big deal. I didn't think he took a bad shot. From 3s overall, Indiana 5 of 20. That's not great, but they're not good to begin with. Miller Cop kind of carried him, hitting 4 of 6. I kept talking. I've talked about him until my voice got scratchy over the last two weeks, saying you need a game where Miller Cop hits 5 of 7 in order to beat a really good team. Four of six, they almost got it done. He looked good. He did look good. And I think Indiana's a different team when he is hunting shots. Yeah, And he right. needs to do that. It, people might not be a huge fan of it because not a lot of the shots have gone in. But that's something he needs to do to be someone who can play Big Ten basketball. If he's not shooting, he can't play. I don't care if it goes in or not. But he, that's what he gives you. And he needs to do that. Let's talk about him and Parker Stewart. Over and over again on this channel and the comments channel, and God bless you people who leave comments. I love them, and I try to answer almost all of them. I'm like Joan Crawford with fan mail. I'm sending everybody an autograph picture. That's, I'm sending everybody an answer to a comment. Um, that's a dated reference. But what people are saying in the comments over and over again is why are Parker Stewart and Miller Cop playing and uh, I keep saying, you look at who's behind him. You, Geronimo, he can defend a three, some threes, but Tamar Bates is lost defensively. And a lot of times as a coach, it's about trust, isn't it, on the defensive end, and that's what determines minutes. Yeah, it does. And, and unfortunately, Parker Stewart made a couple of grievous errors tonight that probably, you know, they, they do cost you five points at least. Uh, with the technical foul uh, early on and then fouling Stefanovic on a, on a three. Those are two things you cannot do. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's what it is. I mean, it's in practice every day. You watch guys. You know who you can draw up a play for on and out of bounds, and they're going to execute it, which Indiana did with, what, 17 seconds left? Yeah. And Parker Stewart gets a, it gets a wide-open three. And, you know, you, you gotta you got to be able to knock down that shot. He did it a couple of times against Rutgers where shots just rim in and out. And, and then he, he hit the shooting, one to tie it. Right, and he's shooting in a little bit of bad luck. He's getting good looks. He's a good shooter, and they're just some of them aren't falling. And that's, that's unfortunate, but a couple of mistakes that you just can't make that are mental as opposed to physical effort mistakes. You know, it's interesting, uh, again, with the comments and, and with people on social media talking about Mike Woodson and what he's done for this team or done to this team, depending on how you look at it. Mike Woodson, in his first year, what do you think of the way he manages a game? You watch Indiana all the time. Yeah, you know, I think he does. A, a, I think he does a fairly good job. I don't. It's. I, I've got to think that coaching in the NBA is far different than coaching in college. So I think there's a bit of adjustment period that needs to go along. But the one thing I can say for sure is that I haven't seen a whole lot of I guess teams against Indiana, but Indiana runs great side out of bounds underneath when Mike Woodson has 30 seconds to draw something. And that is a prototypical NBA thing to be able to do. And I think he does a great job yeah. of that. Um, I think some of the timeouts today were a little quick. Um, I think Parker Stewart, or not Parker Stewart, but Xavier Johnson sitting for a little bit in that second half was unfortunate. And I think he tried to get him in about a minute before and just didn't get any sort of call, but I think he does a pretty good job overall. Do you get the feel that Woodson's rotations are set and that he just, like the other night when they were playing Rutgers, um, well, I think Cop hit a three, uh, maybe his only, I think it was his only three of the night, and bang, there was a stoppage of play and Cop came out. And it just, like, I always hate to watch a guy be subbed for right after he knocks down a shot after he's been cold for a while. 
it seems like maybe the rotations are set in almost stone, certainly written in ink before games. Do you like that, where where the players know when they're going to come in and, and have an opportunity to kind of get their minds right? Or do you like it more to be in the flow of the game? I, so I've got two answers to that question. Ah, uh, well, one, the answer took a long time, so two answers. I, I think I should expect. <laughs> uh, I, I like it in the first half. I like a set rotation at first. Yeah. Uh, I like knowing that, hey, I'm going to play until the first TV timeout. And then I'm going to come out and get a blow, and that way I know, hey, I can go 100. I can go 100. percent I can go all out for that four minutes, and I know I'm going to get a breather here coming out. And then you kind of get in the flow, and you figure it out, and the coach can get in the flow of the game, and then you can start making substitutions based on a little bit more feel. I think it's hard, you know, five, six minutes into a game to quite know exactly who's going to be the person who yeah. needs to come in or stay out. And I think Woodson does a great job of that. I think in the second half, you saw the guys who are on the floor are the guys who give you the best chance to win. And yeah. I think he does that. There's no set, hey, this guy's got to get 15 minutes, so we're getting him in the game. There's none of that. It's If you're playing well in the second half, you, you stay in the game. Let me run this by you. The NBA is more about matchups, and college basketball is more about structure and choreography. Accurate? I find a hard... To differentiate between college and, and pro in, in that regard. Well, it seems like all they do is try to screen to get the matchup that they want and then attack that matchup. Yeah, well, right? it's, yeah it's much more one-on-one oriented. Obviously, you don't have the level of talent uh, in college basketball that you do in the NBA. Right. Uh, you got guys at Indiana who, who can't beat people off the dribble one-on-one. So the matchup is meaningless. It doesn't matter who you have guarding you. You're, you're not going to get that's, by that's them unless, unless you have a down screen or right. some sort of action, which we talked about before. Right. Uh, but in the NBA, everyone can get around everyone. You're elite. And so there's kind of different in that. And like you've got a scheme to get a guy to his hand, you know, where he needs to get the ball to score. There's a lot more of that in college basketball as opposed to the NBA where you can set ball screens and get switches or down screens, get switches, and then you're just feeding that guy. Do you think it matters as, as we look forward? We got the Big Ten tournament, but Indiana fans know. Big Ten tournament isn't going to be any fun. At least historically, we know it's not going to be any fun. One and done. If they play Michigan State, Michigan, it doesn't make any difference. It's one and done, and you, you put a little notch in the L column on Wikipedia, and you say, my God, we're three in a million in this thing. Um, so with this game, Indiana likely out of the NCAA. You can't go to the tournament after losing seven of nine, right? No matter, like, that's a quality loss, if there is such a thing. Do they get bonus points from the committee because they played well and lost? No, I don't think so. They played well in a lot of games and lost. You know, I mean, they played well against Wisconsin, lost. I mean, for a lot of the Rutgers game, they played pretty well and lost. I mean, at the end yeah. of the day, you have to, you have to win games, and that's that's the name of this, and that's you know, that's who makes it to the NCAA tournament. You have to win the game. You play to win the game. Yeah, but that's I think do. I do think that Indiana has. Uh, we'll see where they fall. But if I'm Wisconsin as a one seed, I don't want to see Indiana as a nine. Oh, for sure, that's a great matchup have, for Indiana. I have, I love if I'm Wisconsin, Wisconsin, I do not want that because I mm-hmm. escaped with two wins against Indiana mm-hmm. and winning a third time is going to be very, very difficult. Uh, and then, you know, if, if you can run past those two games, then it, you toss a ball in the air and you see what you can do. I mean, they just hung with Purdue. 
Uh, I think Illinois is a terrible matchup. Awful. I think they do not you beat Illinois. You can't beat Coburn. But at the end of the day, tournaments are all about matchups and yeah. who do you slot against and what's going on. And I think another advantage for Indiana is you got a guy like Woodson who's coached in the NBA. You've got back-to-backs. You've got, you know, That's true. three games in five days to go win. You've got guys who scouted. But Indiana, not very that. deep. No, not no, no, not very deep. But I mean, you got a guy like Xavier Johnson, who I think you could roll a ball out, and he'll play forty minutes for you. Speaking of Wisconsin, they've got a kid, Brad Davison, that you played against in AAU basketball. He's uh, about to turn thirty-three himself. What are your memories of playing against Brad Davison? <laughs> well, he talk about a pest. That's he's a pest. Uh, just watching, I don't have to play to know that. But yeah, how Ben Botts match up with Brad Davison? For goodness' sake. Um, hey, sectional finals tonight, your alma mater, Cathedral, going up. And we'll come back to Indiana, but I'm thinking high school basketball. Cathedral going up against LN. They've got C.J. Gunn, who's going to Indiana. You know, it, 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 at this point, I mean, you're 15 years clear of, of high school. Do you give a damn one way or the other what Cathedral does in high school basketball? Didn't even know they were in the sectional finals. <laughs> so, so just, but, uh, well, it's been a while. It's it, been, they haven't been to a... They haven't won a sectional game since 2015. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. Yeah. All right. Back to Indiana. Do you think, like, as you look at Indiana's roster and the guys who are playing for Indiana right now, do you think that those are Mike Woodson type players? Or do you think, as he gets his own recruits and builds the culture at Indiana instead of, you know, dealing with what he inherited from Archie Miller, do you think this thing pivots? Or is this just, you know, swapping out deck chairs on the Titanic? It's going to be new guys, but same guys. I, 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 you got to hope, right? That it's not, yeah. that it's, it's not swapping. You need toughness and you need yeah. smart guys. Guys who know where to go with the basketball. Let me ask you this about Anthony Leal. Because Anthony Leal is a really, really smart offensive player. Moves the ball quickly, gets it to the open man, or he shoots it quickly and he knocks shots down. Defensively, did you see anything from Anthony Leal that made you think, okay, I understand now why this guy's not playing? I, I honestly, I, I haven't. Uh, I don't know if it's just that he doesn't, he, he just not capable at this point of playing the type of defense they want him to play. Uh, whether or not, I, I don't know if he can get up into a guy, you know, 30 yeah. feet away from the basket. Uh, I, I, haven't, I haven't really seen him do that. I don't know if they've asked him to do that or not. Because asking someone to do something they're, they're not capable of doing or that you don't think he's capable of doing is a recipe for that person to fail and then not, you know, then you lose that person. Uh, but, I mean, I'd love to see him get some more minutes. I think if you want a guy like Parker Stewart to sit and you want a guy to play, I think that Anthony Leo is a perfectly, I think he's a solid option to give you 15 minutes maybe and, and see what see what happens. I don't think the Big Ten tournament is the place to do that. I don't think the NCAA tournament, if that happens, the NIT would be a fine place to trot him out for 15 minutes and see what he's got. So if you make the NIT, do you tell the guys who are leaving, hey, get bent, get out of here, we're done with you, we're going to run with these guys because it's good for them to play a lot of minutes? I mean, That's kind of a crappy way to yeah, run. Yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. Uh, I wouldn't specifically do that but I think you need to give these guys an opportunity and kind of see what you got especially for a guy like Woodson who hopped in and just kind of inherited a bunch of people and you've gotten to see some guys play but I think you got to try to see what like let's throw Lander out there for 25 minutes and let's see what he I mean well you're trying to win the NIT Boing. but hey it's either you know <laughs> or or leave or you got to go you know it, 
Let me ask you this, because you you played with guys at Loyola. So you had Andy Polka, who I think is still with the program in his 17th year. He played like six years, didn't he? Yeah. And then you had a guy like uh, Justin Sarasoli, who like went to Ole Miss, and then Seton Hall, I think he went someplace else before he came to Loyola. What do what do transfers do to a program that is where you kind of got your guys, and all of a sudden here comes this guy who's who thinks he's going to come in and kind of the show's going to work around him? If you can play, you can play. Yeah, I mean, you didn't care. Where, no, no one cares. I mean, you get used to a guy. Yeah, no, and, and I mean, you you, you uh, rarely. Does a guy? I mean, a guy freshman comes in. He's going to get tried a little bit harder than a guy who's been through the ringer once or twice at another school, and then and then comes to play with you. It, honestly, you're just I, I, my, me personally. I welcome good basketball players. Yeah. I don't care where you come from. I don't care how old you are. If you're good, we want to win, right? And th- and that's fine. Now you come to compete with me. Like if you're another six three kid who's trying to take. The minutes that I might get, then, you know, I'm going to go at you on the court. But other than that... And that's the way it should be. Yeah, right. Iron sharpens iron, the great Charlie Val, uh, Pagano uh, said about a million times. Uh, make sure you hit subscribe, like, ring the bell. We like that. Soup to nuts, Ryan. Is Indiana in the NCAA tournament? No. 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 Sadly, I don't <laughs> think so either. No. So, how many times, how many beers do I need to drink to enjoy Indiana basketball nowadays, Ryan? I say one for every three they hit. <laughs> so you got well, five. Let's see. So oh, that's five, five. five for five. you. Five. A lot that's of people are just getting started. Right. That's maybe, not bad. Maybe then you watch the Indiana women's game, which is probably at halftime right now as they take on Ohio State in the Big Ten semifinals, and you add those. And then you double up. You, you run some shots for the house when Pat Berg hits a three. How about that? It's a long day. Long day, but it's a good day. Yeah, you still, it's only 4.30. It's 4.30. It's a Saturday. It's nice out. It's 5.30 somewhere. <laughs> we'll talk to you Monday morning. Breakfast with Ken. Can't wait. Thank you, Bub. Thank you. Appreciate it.